And the Emmy goes to. 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 Breaking Bad. Modern Family. Feet. Homeland. Shit's Creek. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Next Best Series. This is episode 17, time of recording, 9.03 p.m. on February 16th, 2021. I am your host, Matt Meglia, and here to join me this week, I have Amanda Spears. Hello, everyone. Michael Schwartz. Hello, everyone. And joining us as a guest this week, over from Awards Daily, we have Joey Moser, everyone. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Very, very happy to have you here, Joey. And the reason why I'm happy to have you here with us is because this is a very, very fun episode. This week, we are going to be delivering our predictions for the Golden Globe Awards in the television categories, something that we usually don't cover on the Next Best Picture podcast. But since this podcast is solely dedicated to television, we have that opportunity here to really dive into what we think is going to win this year. But before we do that, I usually like to go around and ask everyone what they've been catching up with on TV recently. Uh, So Joey, since you're the guest here, I'd like to ask you a basic question just to start off. Like, what kind of a TV watcher are you? Are you like a year round? Do you like section it off at different times a year? Do you just follow what has awards buzz? Like, what's your relationship like with with television? Um, I try to watch, I I think, as much as I can. Um, I sort of have like a wide net of taste i think i like really trashy stuff i like really super serious stuff i think i'm more of a i gravitate more towards comedy i think especially in the last year or so but um yeah i I try to watch as much stuff if i hear something has awards buds i'll I'll check it out but yeah i'm not limited to awardsy tv okay well that's good to know here uh so before i hand it off to you in terms of what you've caught up with on recently i'm going to toss it over actually first to amanda so amanda uh what have you been watching since the last time that we were here on the show well, to preface, I was sick, so I've been watching stuff that I could either finish quickly or um, not uh, need to like be too alert. And we're very, very happy that you're feeling better, by the way. Thank you. We watched two things. I watched this really good four-part documentary series on Netflix called Night Stalker, The Hunt for a Serial <sighs> Killer. Good. So good. Oh. That's good. Is this going to be like your new breakout true crime show, you think? Maybe not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's so many of them. It's hard to tell which one's going to be like the big one. But uh, it's about um, obviously the serial killer, the two cops who uh, who found them, the two detectives, which were like this very odd couple. One's this, um, you know, Hispanic up-and-comer. One's this like Italian old timer been around for a long time and they're working together on this case and it's kind of crazy it's, it was really good and then i watched the second half of modern families final season oh so it's so it's finally over now well it was on hulu i think it ended last year but it didn't just lead me to one thought which was you know if the if abc had had a regular emmys i'm sure they would have like you know given them some fanfare for their final Kind of like when they brought out like the entire cast of Game of Thrones on the stage just to take a yeah. bow, pretty much. Game yeah. of Thrones and Veep, I, I, I'm sure that like, and it's not a big deal, but it was just one thought I had where it's like, you know, they won five Emmys in a row. I, I'm sure if, if they'd had a normal Emmys, they'd had the six adult actors maybe present comedy series or something just as like a goodbye. Yeah, 
makes so sense. Long. I mean, they did that with Entourage too, so it's not completely out of their norm. But it's just all you know. I feel that. That's about it. Okay. All right. Well, like I said, we're really, really glad that you're feeling better and that you're back here on the show. Uh, someone here who is always on the show. <laughs> He's never sick, as far as I can tell. I, I don't know how he does it. He always fits in all of his damn television. Michael Schwartz, what have you been catching up with lately? What have I been catching up with? Well, longtime listeners will remember that my project uh, during a lot of COVID was going back. And for the first time, believe it or not, watching The Sopranos and Six Feet Under. And that was just magnificent. I finished a couple of weeks ago and I miss them both dearly. And obviously there's no overshadowing the quality of those two programs. So I'm trying to find some more niche television now shows that maybe, you know, missed my radar when they were on a few years ago and I just never got around to. And I have found two really good shows and they're pretty short. So you can watch them in a few days. And I've so enjoyed catching up with these. The first is a show that was on TNT about a decade ago called Men of a Certain Age. Mm-hmm. I already watched and it. This is on uh, HBO Max now. It's streaming, I think, for the first time. Great cast. It's Ray Romano, Scott Bakula, and Andre Brower. And they are three men of a certain age, that age being like late 40s, early 50s. And it's about how they navigate their professional lives and their personal lives and their families. And it's very well written, very entertaining. It's created by Mike Royce, who did the excellent One Day at a Time reboot on Netflix and Pop TV. But this is just a very entertaining, well-written, thoughtful adult television show, and I always appreciate that. The other show I caught up with, and I know there are a lot of fans of this, and it seems like we're all watching it at the same time, believe it or not, uh, streaming for the first time in a while, also on HBO Max, is the ABC cult hit, Pushing Daisies. Oh, I didn't realize that that was uh, streaming on there right now. Yes. You know what? It was so funny. I had wanted to watch that for a while, and I just never got around to it. And it was streaming on the CW app, like CW Seed. So I started watching it there because I couldn't find it anywhere else. And then when I got to like the third episode, I saw something on Twitter saying, oh, Pushing Daisies has just been added to HBO Max. I'm like, oh, well, that's a weird coincidence. (laughs) So I have like three episodes left. It is so well written. The characters are so fantastic. You have Lee Pace, Kristen Chenoweth, uh, great supporting performances from Ellen Green and Swoozy Kurtz. Uh, Very engaging, different. uh, It's almost like a tim burton feel to it i'm really enjoying that that's really great that's uh brian fuller i uh i discovered pushing daisies after i watched hannibal because i was just such a fan of uh his work on that show and i had heard about pushing daisies uh, daisies before and i was like all right well if brian fuller created the show then i definitely need to check it out in the cast like you said that show won a lot of emmys for only like three seasons yeah that the year that jane krakowski was probably going to win for 30 rock and kristen chenoweth got a nice oh. emmy instead yep she had a killer episode have you seen an episode of big bang theory yet like a full episode i have not i've still gone my <laughs> <that one. laughs> bang theory i always like you haven't had time i know i watched the last minute before samantha b every week so i guess if you well, add you all have this hbo up, max Just start. i do <laughs> maybe that'll be the next month but i'm the gonna come back watched, next month and be like where is, have you watched an episode <laughs> I know, I gotta stay true to that promise now. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, 
Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. Uh, the final thing I watched was actually, I just finished it minutes before we started recording this podcast. I watched the series finale of Your Honor. Michael, Michael, Michael. Oh my goodness. Well, Do not get me started. On what? Wait, wait, wait. What, what, what is... This is on Showtime with Brian Cranston. Oh, I did too. I'm so fucking pissed about that. Oh, I God. am livid. And I'm not going to say what happened. I'm not going to say what happens, but... I am so this fucking pissed. A couple months ago, when this started, I remember I was the one like ringing the bell for the show, and Matt was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it so far. And I was really invested in this. It seemed like it was going to go great places. I was right. Was <laughs> you got me to go Dismal. back and like catch up. I like caught up because you were like, it, I love it. And then finally, not to give it away, but Michael Stuhlbarg and, and Brian Cranston kind of finally collided. And you're like, okay, it's going to heat up. But there's way too many subplots in that series that nothing ever amounts to. I, I got to say, I got to oh, episode so nine. There are 10 episodes in this. And when episode nine ended, I had this moment where I went, OK, great. Um, I just finished episode eight. I have nine and 10 left. It's getting a little crazy. I don't know if they're going to be able to wrap it up. And then I had this like sinking feeling in my stomach when I realized that that was actually episode nine and I was off. And I was like, wow, they only have the finale to wrap all oh, of this God. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it, it was really terrible. I'm sorry. What a waste of a cast. And I watched Michael. I, I think I told you this. I watched like seven episodes in a row the other night because I wanted to catch up in time for the finale. So I, I Sunday night, I spent like all day watching Your Honor. Oh, I just it was like two o'clock in the morning and I was like, wow, I feel like I've wasted an entire day. <laughs> and that was not a show that needed to be 10 episodes. They could have done that thing in. You know, set six, six to eight, maybe. Yeah, yeah. What it, a waste of a cast. Over 10. It was a waste what? of a cast. Actually, you know what? The cast was actually like the one redeeming part of it for me. Like the writing was bad, but Cranston actually like made it work. It reminded me a lot of actually like Game of Thrones season eight in a way where the actors yeah. really carried that season over yeah. its bad writing. Um, so in that regard, I was, you know, I, I, I'll admit like I was entertained by it as michael was saying earlier but at the same time I, I i have to recognize that it just wasn't good and let me tell you if their hope is that they're hoping that they're gonna pull like a big little lies and get a season two out of this for some reason think again because i don't want to watch the writers attempt to do this again I, I i'm just hung up on the final five minutes of the series which i thought was what just absolutely hell? dreadful yeah dreadful oh and not penny dreadful that's for sure joey have you watched your honor 
Um, I did an interview with someone in the cast, and I, I've seen six episodes, I think. And every time I watch an episode, um, I, I would actually just, I would be alone in my apartment, and I would just be like, why is this, this is so overly plotted. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. If you're not going to totally finish it, go and watch the final five minutes just to see how ludicrous this finale okay. is. Just you... <laughs> watch the last episode. I mean, seriously, with a recap, you'll know what's going on. Okay. Well, because I, I, I was really confused because I published the article, the interview. I think the publicist told me to publish it coinciding with the finale. And I think they got the timeline wrong because I posted it like after episode like seven because they gave me a specific time. And I was like, I think it's like 10 episodes, guys. And I... I, I just posted it anyway, but yeah, I, I sort of, that's a show that I, it was just like, there's, there's too much and it's so dramatic and I, I understand what the cast is doing, but, and I like everyone in it pretty much. And then I was just like, I can't do it. No, no. So the one thing now that has been a bright spot for me, <laughs> because that was definitely the one thing that I, that I was like coming in here, like guns blazing, ready to just like talk about on this episode. But I have to admit WandaVision is continuously surprising me every single week, and it is getting to a point now with that show. It's not over yet, but every week they are building this whole can't miss atmosphere around its half an hour plotting. And, you know, Michael, I know we talked about this uh, early on when the show first premiered and how they did the 1940s, the 1950s, the second week, the 60s, the third week. And each uh, week, it's like a new decade. And the sitcom uh, style of filmmaking changes every single time. Like the one week they were like in the 90s and, you know, just the overall presentation of each episode changes each time well now they're finally like starting to break out of that and it's cool because uh heading into this friday's episode the last three will be um hour-long episodes as opposed to the half hour so the show has like kind of proven that they're willing to go in very interesting directions with um integrating some other mcu characters which was a very big surprise for me um i was not quite expecting a certain cameo from someone in the show uh but it's more meta and smarter than I initially gave it credit for. And I have to admit, as someone who has enjoyed the MCU so far to a point, like I am very curious to see um, what this leads to, you know, down the line. I know at some point the goodwill is going to run out because oversaturation, like that's just, that's just normal. They're going to have so many shows on the network um, and it's just going to be too much at a certain point. But for now, with this one show happening, I, I like where it's going. Um, and I really have um, I, I have I, I'm very optimistic it's going to end uh, on a high note in these next three weeks. So definitely more on that next time we come back. So I find my relationship to that show so curious because I wasn't really a fan of those first two episodes, but I at least admire their commitment to like the production values and stuff like that. But as it gets more removed from the sitcom format and becomes more of a Marvel thing, I could sense like society at large getting more invested and I find my interest really <laughs> waning. I actually haven't watched uh, the last two or three episodes and I don't really plan to return. I mean, to like I was into it in the beginning from like an aesthetic standpoint because I just really love the commitment to the production design, the sound work, the overall like just presentation and feel of something that was made in a totally different era of television 
So in that regard, like I was kind of I was on board with it. And plus the half hour episodes just, you know, you're in, you're out and they're not even a half an hour. They're like less than that. Uh, So it was very, very easy to kind of just put it on and watch. But now it's like, holy shit, like we're starting to get serious now. And like I said, it has this unpredictability factor to it where you just don't know where it's going. And I'm I'm pretty excited by that possibility. Joey, what about you? What have you been catching up with? Um, I've been catching up with a lot of like, uh, I guess, sitcom-y stuff, the stuff that I just really kind of silly. I don't even know how I feel about a lot of the quality of some of it even. Um, I started randomly watching Bonding on Netflix, which is a show that I did not really care to watch. And I just put it on one day when it was like one o'clock in the morning and I needed something to watch and it was there. So I turned it on and it's it's it's. It's cute. Um, Call Me Cat with Maya Bialik. Um, I need to watch the last couple episodes of uh, Pretend It's a City, which um, I could watch um, Fran Lebowitz and Martin Scorsese. I can watch Martin Scorsese just laugh at her. Like, that could be the whole show, and I would be fine That was magnificent. It. It's, it's, it's just so... Uh, it's just so good. And can I just say for the record, I can listen to Martin Scorsese say anything, and he's always <laughs> right. Continue. Um, I actually think it's funny that the... Um, I've said on our podcast a couple of times that, um, like, certain cast members of SNL, I don't particularly care for. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of Kyle Mooney on SNL. And when he came out next to Bo and Yang um, and did not say anything and just laughed and, you know, threw his hands up and had his mouth agape, that I was like, that's the best thing he's ever done. It's my favorite thing I've ever seen him do. Um, so that and then a show that I'm, I'm watching uh, now that actually drops on Thursday that I'm catching up on uh that drops on hbo max on thursday uh it's a sin which i'm excited for everyone to watch so i'm trying to very slowly go through that because it's like a very serious topic and i'm trying to absorb as much as i can i'm reviewing it for awards daily this week when it when it drops so yeah just just a bunch of comedy and some aids there you go and it's called a sin it's a it's a sin okay all right i'll have to keep an eye out for that one cool yeah Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of episode 17 of the Next Best Series podcast. In order to get the full episode, you will have to head on over to Patreon for Next Best Picture, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this episode and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Series podcast, part of the Next Best Picture podcast umbrella. You can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, rate us five stars, drop us a comment, let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden 
at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.